about um, repairs. So being a landlord and being a um, tenant and being an agent, sometimes, unfortunately, you can get a bad agent. Uh, you can get a landlord that doesn't want to spend any money and you can get a tenant that's just completely unrealistic on the expectation. So talking this morning about repairs, talking Lord, about getting, uh, getting, getting repairs done on uh, on your place. Burge, what do you reckon about these repairs? Yeah, good morning, Mark. Morning minutes with myself, Michael Burge, and Mark Novak. Damage goods, damage goods. Alrighty, repairs are pretty important, hey. And the um, well, most the, importantly, our Christmas parties tonight. Yes, so six thirty. Yeah. Uh, six thirty, eight two two Pitwater Road, RSVP. I reckon it's going to be good. I can yeah, lots of people coming. RSVP. I think there's a there's a good couple of hundred people coming along and um, plenty of food. There is so much food, so make sure you don't have lunch, uh, don't have dinner before you come. Come and eat, come and drink. Uh, promise we're not going to talk business tonight. Unless you guys want to talk business. Yeah, we love talking <laughs> business. No. So okay, um, Michael, let's talk about a typical repair and a typical, um, you know, how that works. So just to start yeah. from the top. So a landlord uh, has a rental property. We manage the rental property. It could be commercial, could be residential. Yeah. A tenant's renting the property and something goes wrong. The beautiful thing about renting a property is that you don't actually have to look after the repairs on the property unless, unless there was malicious damage. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. If, you know, for a tenant that you can just pick up the phone and stuff can get fixed for, fixed for you. Um, what's a reasonable? What's a typical repair? What's a reasonable turnaround time? Um, yeah. What do they What do they cost? Yeah. Let's so let's let's go through and also the process as well. I think um, let's say what about um, maybe like a big one would be the taps. I think I always hear the washers in the taps or a block drain or something along those lines. Um, good morning, Andrew. Okay, so the tenant calls up. The tenant says, look, my taps are leaking. It's driving me nuts. My toilet's running. It's driving me nuts. Um, do they have to do it in writing with an agent? Yes, so it has to be, I, that has to be in writing. So a lot of the time the property managers would request it in an email from the tenant. Um, I believe an SMS is suffice as well, but it does have to be in writing dating what's the issue and um who they are and then so the next sort of step would be because what's the the mark can an agent just go out there and send someone to fix it because i find a lot of the time the tenants sort of feel like if it doesn't get done straight away like there can be a bit of a delay what's a reasonable delay if there is a reasonable delay what's in that decision process once the tenant sends that request like what happens in the background mark Okay, well, there's two things. There's essential services. So they're things that um, a tenant needs to live to, um, in a property. That's got to be treated different to a general repair. Uh, it doesn't particularly mean it uh, will get done quicker or longer, but it has to be definitely treated with kitty gloves if it's, if it's essential services. So essential services is if the tenant can't shower in the property, if the tenant yep. can't, eat, can't eat in the property, if the tenant can't sleep in the property, uh, that's essential services. So they've really got to be done same day um, um, that with essential services. That's that's super important stuff. So with a landlord, 
you really can't be too tolerant um, or in, in, in uh, sorry intolerant. Um, you've got to get yeah. that done straight away. So the first thing we do, guys, is we we ring the landlord and get instructions. So even if yeah. we've got a five hundred dollar, um, it's okay to spend from the landlord. We will still make contact with the landlord and let them know what's happening, give them a solution, and seek instructions. Yeah, because I think um, a lot of the time you when people get frustrated or angry in this process, it's that turnaround time from when they initial the request and something gets done as well. So, all right, leaking tap, send it out, and then what, the plumber would go out straight away to fix the issue or assess the issue. Um, how can, sometimes this doesn't happen though. So is that because the landlord may not be answering their phone or they are trying to push it onto the tenant? Where can that go wrong? Like. Unfortunately, these things are unexpected costs. So, a lot, you know, most most of us are living on a budget. Um, so, it's pretty hard when something out of budget um, happens. Um, so, some landlords, you know, really just need to find the the, the lowest cost option or the yeah. zero cost option. Sometimes that takes time. So, with essential services, the great news is. Plumbers, electricians, we've got this animal um, list of suppliers that we've been using for a very long time. Very well priced, very reliable. They, those guys are pretty quick. But when it's something like, you know, uh, a curtain's broken or, or a blind's torn, um, it's a little bit harder to one to get someone out and two to get, get a landlord to uh, understand that problem and, and fix it. Okay, so let's go through maybe uh, one like that. The curtain's broken and you sent the request off and it, a week's passed or two weeks has passed, if it's not essential or it's not really, it's more of a damage, where, and the, and the owner just flat out says, no, I'm not fixing it, even though those curtains were in, well, weren't damaged when you moved in, can a landlord do that? Like where, do, I can imagine there's some tenants out there that just keep pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries, and they all, by the end, like they're in there and it's almost the landlord feels they want to renovate an apartment. And it, so how far can a tenant push it in that sort of process? Well, look, I think that everyone's got to understand this for the, 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 the trades person, person is a fourth party. If we're getting yeah. quotation, there's a fifth party and a sixth party get in there as well. So you're actually amalgamating uh, a job that needs six people to move in the same direction to get the job done. Yeah. So it's it's sort of people sort of forget they just they put the gun to the agent's head and say why isn't the job done? But with tenants, I think, and and tenant doesn't understand that in the background that the agent's pedaling on a, on a, or running on a treadmill trying to get stuff done. So a good agent will always keep that tenant uh, in check, in tow, yeah. and informed to say hey. I just got the second quote in. I just got the third quote in. I just got the first quote in. I'm just waiting for instructions, you know. And also with landlords, sometimes there's more than one. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes, you know what I mean. So yep. suddenly you've got eight people making um, part of this decision process. It's it's for one, you know, menial repair. So I reckon the biggest thing is definitely that communication as well. Um, through it. So with where was that? What was I going to say? A mental blank. Um, does like how much communication should the agent have with the owner, uh, with the tenant? For example, let's say if they're looking to do something and the quotes come back and the price vary, would would you as an agent advise 
the tenant on the pricing to give them a bit of understanding because some tenants may just say, I want, the, say, um, the dishwasher. I want the, the dishwasher is not working. I want it fixed. They think it could be a $100 fix, but actually it needs a whole new unit, which could be three grand. But the, let's say that dishwasher was a bonus and not a part of the lease. Like, and let's say the owner may not have that liquidity of cash to do it at the moment. So I think a lot of owners will may say to an agent, I can't afford it. And instead of passing that on to the tenant, they may just say the landlord's not going to do it. And there's not much uh, contest on Look, um, if, if you're going to rent, if you're going to rent the property out um, and you've got a, you've got a, you've got products or services that you're offering when, when you, when you rent that property out, you've got to, as a landlord, maintain those things. Um, yeah. a, a rickety air conditioning unit is a great, is a great idea. You know, those ones that used to pop into the windows, they, you opened your window up and it fitted right yeah. into there. Now, a lot of owners used to say, look, this is 10, 20, this is 20 years old. It's garbage. It's good. It works, but it doesn't work that well. Now, an owner, an owner's actually doing the, the tenant a favour, saying, "Look, I'm going to leave it here anyway. You can sort of get, you can squeeze some juice out of it, but not that much." And a tenant is going, "This is the worst air conditioning unit. I'm paying full. I'm paying solid rent. Why do I have to suffer?" So, yep. you, as an owner, it would be better to rip that air conditioning out, even if it still works, uh, and throw it out. Uh, rip that shit dishwasher out and throw it out not supply it as part of the rent. Um, and then there's, you've got, you eliminated the problem. So, and, and that goes with old furniture and stuff like that. It's, you know, yeah. old appliances, just get rid of them. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's really, really important. So for a tenant, and let's just say they've been sending the request, trades have come out, but nothing's happening. What can a tenant do to, um, to push things along? Like how can a tenant know if it's a shit land, a slumlord, or a crap real estate agent, like what's some key things they can do or ask to find out? Because I've heard on occasions where um, something's gone wrong and the tenants, the worst things happen. They've just said, I'm leaving the property. I'm giving notice because nothing gets done. And then the, it wasn't here, of course. And then the owner was like, if I knew I would have done that, if it was that bad, I would have done that. So What's a good way a, a tenant can know that things are getting to the landlord and it is on them and it's not a crap real estate agent? Uh, process of elimination, communication. Yeah. If, if the tenant's not getting constant communication back from the, um, uh, the agent, if the tenant's leaving two or three messages, not getting a response, if the tenant's yeah. just not hearing from the agent, um, garbage agent, um, yeah. you know, even if the landlord's not doing the work or delaying, it doesn't mean with the agent should be. Now, there is a golden rule um, that we use as property managers in real estate, and that's never give the landlord the tenant's number and never yeah. give the tenant the landlord's number um, because it always it always ends up in a bung fight and the landlord can possibly make representations that, that stuff them up in a tribunal. So yeah. uh, what a tenant can do, which is a really powerful tool, which is probably a piece we can do um is dob in yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, luke yes big night ahead thanks for sharing the post guys and that goes for anyone who would love you to share the content um tag anyone that this may suit you may know a, a, ten, a buddy out there who's renting who's struggling 
to get yeah, um, some repairs the, the, done, tag him in it, course, that's help, share the yeah. posts. So I think being a dibba-dobber um, yeah. as a tenant can actually work pretty well for you because um, I call it the hammer, um, which is tribunal. If people yes. bring in, if people bring in the tribunal, um, it's funny because tenants will will sometimes turn to social media or they'll invest all their time in whinging. Um, this, you know, it is very swift um, oh, yes. and very and very harsh to bring the hammer in <laughs> and do tribunal. Okay, there's the biggest tip for any tenant, especially if it's justified that something is not getting done. Um, you can, so basically what Mark's referencing is it, you can lodge a claim with tribunal. I believe it's $55, $55, which will, um, See, so you've consumer tenancy tribunal. I think they've just changed their name. And what will happen there? You outline, you identify the agent at the agency and the agent personally. So that scares the shit out of agents because they've just been um, put on blast on a formal document property address and it identifies does that automatically go to the landlord as well mark or through the agent to the landlord through the agent to the landlord it's basically if you don't turn up it's it's and it's a fair request it's an auto auto loss um yes. so you you will just if the tenant makes a claim against the landlord um and there's no response and no and no attendance at the tribunal Providing it's a reasonable request, it's an auto win yeah. for the tenant, an auto loss for the landlord. I'll give you a perfect example. It isn't necessarily real estate. Um, has anyone ever got a Vodafone bill where they start debt collection? Uh, anyone, um, let's so just say yes, I have. Op, just go op, with op, it. Just op, Vodafone, Telstra's yeah. not as bad. Now, once these guys put a debt against your name, you are you will not get a home loan. You are yeah. like right, stuffed. But trying to get trying to get some sort of um, reason out of these guys is really hard. So I walked into a Vodafone store, and this is relating back to real estate repairs because I'm talking about tribunal. I went into a Vodafone store, and I got the family on a pack, uh, and, yep. and then I connected. And as you know, Michael, we couldn't do this session. Uh, this session yeah. is done by 4G, a 4G Telstra, um, and that's what I use on my end. And 4G Vodafone could not give me the connection that I needed. And the guy in the store said, look, that's cool. It's how you go. It's 30 days. You can swap it over um, and we won't charge you. That's cool. Like it's 30 days. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Um, plugged in all the phones. Unfortunately, couldn't, it was getting a lot of dropouts. Couldn't, couldn't run this morning show. Went back and said, dude, I'm switching to Telstra, back to Telstra. I tried to save some money and it, it, I screwed myself. And he yep. said, "No, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you have to call the head office, call the head office and got the merry go around. Short and long of it is they sent me a bill for $1,400 saying um, you haven't paid. Debt collection started about two months ago. So I'm calling the guy from the store saying, yep. buddy, what are you doing? I'm calling the guys in Vodafone yeah. saying, what are you doing? No one knows nothing. So I'm saying the debt collectors, mm. like these guys, everyone's on crack. There's a 30-day policy. Da, da, da. Debt collectors saying, not our problem. We're enforcing the debt. $55 in tribunal last Wednesday. Sorted by Friday. So what I've wow. been trying to work it out. Is. <laughs> yeah. So what I've been trying to work out for three months. Uh, spent Now, another thing I did is I told... Um, 
Vodafone, I wasn't going to take my foot off their neck until they gave me the fifty to five dollars that I had to spend in tribunal as a credit back as well, and they did. Wow! So that's amazing. Point, that's probably the best tip, strategy, hack in the good in hack. the strategy that you can do. Good hack. Resolve something as well. That can apply to what to a trade tradesman doing work for you. That doesn't work. Anything is. Yeah. Anything so, and and you know what? Uh, it, this is a great country. This is a great yeah. country. This is a fair country. So if something's not fair, a lot of people just just take it, take the wrath, and say, "Oh yeah, that's life." You, but you don't yeah. have to. So, as a business person, I would have said, "Okay, look, it's going to cost me more than fourteen hundred dollars of my time to make all these calls back to Vodafone to get all this resolved back to Vodafone to get all this happening," or 55 bucks, kaboom, and then it was fixed. So with tenant repairs, I'm not shy, I'm not scared of a tribunal, of a tenant mm. starting a tribunal case against a landlord because, one, we do our job properly so we don't have to cover our ass and be worried yeah. about stuff like this. And, two, this is a fair forum. It's the most diplomatic yeah. forum to actually have. So if a tenant wants to bring in fairness this up it may well help us explain that to the landlord that mr and mrs yep. landlord this is now really serious these are you know it is these are essential items that the tenant needs to get fixed for the property you will lose in a tribunal situation yep. so 55 bucks tribunal slap now let's talk about uh whingy tenants like i think we've hammered the potential slumlord and the shit agent a good way uh, around that so how can a landlord know what's reasonable how often or a whingy tenant so do you do would the landlord just have to rely on their agent is there what's some good indicators that they can um go in let's say you've rented a property to a new tenant the land it wasn't a new property but it was it was a well-kept property then within a week uh something comes up then another week something comes up what's a way to manage that or so because i think a lot of the time it could be managed the expectation of the tenant as well. They may not have rented before and they feel like anything get replaced or if they don't like it, something yeah. happens. Yeah, and you've got, to manage, well. you've got to manage expectations of a tenant. You've got to manage expectations of a landlord. That, that's at the title of this morning's um, yes. and expectations of an agent, I guess, as well. Um, but I, I think look, the great thing about using an agency like us is with the amount of properties we have under management, we're, we're a pretty good barometer to say no, no, you're a kook, or no, no, this, yeah. this is, um, this is, um, this is, this is a fair request. You see, some agents only manage fifty properties in their region or a hundred properties in their region. They don't have this repair happen before. Oh my God, yeah. I've never heard of this. We have heard of every single repair you could ever bloody imagine. <laughs> so then, do you know what I mean? So yeah. but we're managing fifteen hundred properties. That's a benefit to our landlord because when something goes wrong, we've got that experience across that portfolio to say, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Landlord, it's okay. We've had this happen before and this is how you short circuit it. You know, it, the bomb doesn't have to go off, guys. The bomb doesn't have to have to go off. We can short, we can short, short circuit, you know, defuse the bomb before it goes off. But yeah. you have to have defused the bomb before to do it really, really well. Correct. Oh, Mark, and I, got, I was just thinking of one then as well, which is a huge one. Um, 
Now, let's say you've got great, you've got it resolved or agreed for something to be done and the work to be carried out. As an agent, as a landlord, who you have go to the property can real is can be very is very very important and not just for the actual work they're carrying out. That person needs to be briefed. How many times, Mark, have you heard of um, someone's had a tradie through the property and the tradie has just probably said too much or disclosed information or given he's just made it worse. Like it goes, oh, this is dodgy. It should have been fixed years ago or. I've been out here patching this up 10 times now, or just I find a lot of the time when now that another fourth party comes into the property, it can make it worse as well. So I think it's very important for your agent to have a uh, very good trade um, to go out there for one, but also understand the lines of communication that they're either being, that they have to go to the agent and the agent only, or because I've had times where uh, a tradie has gone to a property and then they've told the tenant a story and then the tenants jump to conclusions and then, then they feel, then they call the agent saying, this is dodgy, it's going to burn down. I think that's very important. I'll explain this. I'll explain this to everyone really easily. You are, you, your job is maintaining a million dollars asset for the client. Yeah. It's not, it's not to fix the tab. Yes. Right, because if it's a tap fixer, there's plenty of people that can fix taps in this world. So I think that landlords have to be really conscious ten, um, about that. This is a million dollar asset. Now that lovely tenant is actually, believe it or not, paying for your million dollar asset. So your yeah. tenant must be treated well. Your landlord must be treated well. Your asset must be treated well. And but you know, people can come in and piss on that asset. They can piss on it, you know. Like they yeah. can, they can actually very easily put an odor through the whole asset, odor through the whole asset. They can literally piss on the asset but, everywhere. No, but, but you know, they can, and that tenant, and 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 that can happen with 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 lack of experience, like a yes. bad trade that you're talking about. That that can actually that asset can be affected. So it's really really important that you know it's done well and. Again, if, if, if your agent's experienced and knows what they're doing, unfortunately, our industry has a heritage of employing people that are not experienced to manage properties. It has a heritage yeah. of employing people to manage property that don't own property themselves. Yeah. That, get, well, he, that gets up. How can you be a great property manager if you haven't managed a property for yourself or you don't right. own a property? I think you have to have gone through the throes, the experience, the financing, the heartache, the sweat, the deposit, the, all that stuff to get it, to put yourself in a landlord's shoe, to do a good job for that landlord. Well, look at it this way. If you had a million dollar car and you were going to let someone drive it, you would probably treat them pretty well. You're trusting them with your million dollar car. Um, yeah. And that's like, as that goes for a landlord, how they should treat their tenants, how they should act. Because if you're, if they're, if they're, if they're, if they're, if they're in your car, yeah. If yes. they're in your car and they ask for something and you just spit in their face, they're in yeah. your car, like yeah. they're in your asset. And that's the exact same. And I think people forget this as well. Yeah. They're in your property. They're in your million dollar asset. Um, yeah. And it can really, really turn the value. So treat them like that as well. If anything, go over the top to get shit done. How easy is it? How easy is it to hit a curb in a car and you damage your rim? Same that's as right. property. Drop Same something the on the carpet and it's got to be replaced as well. 
and people are cool. You know, like if you look at how, like we're managing sort of 3,000 landlords and tenants, right? You know, if you look at how much time we would be in the tribunal seeking orders against tenants, yeah. I would say we would be in the tribunal physically. We would be lucky to be in there once every three months. And we're like out of 3,000 landlords and tenants, we're in there once every three months. Now, you will also get people, agents that will do not a good job. They will sometimes enjoy the power um, and they will be in the tribunal every two weeks getting orders yes. against tenants. So I think if you treat people well, life just becomes easier as a property manager, as a landlord. Yes. You know, I personally own a property where the tenant has a cafe with no air conditioning. Yep. Right, so I couldn't afford to put in when I bought it because I had because I've had bills, and then I was, when I could afford it, I was like, "Dude, here's some air conditioning out of nowhere, out of nowhere." Now, that's just you know, I reckon there's a bit of like you put good stuff out there, good stuff comes back. Do you know what I mean? I don't expect anything from the tenant now, but I'm just saying, you know, you look after people, you know, you, it's it's less troubles. And uh, I was going to say, uh, mental point. It was going to be a good how thing. How do you know that when you're choosing a real estate agent, though? You wouldn't yeah, know. That's true. As, as a tenant, you wouldn't know if you're going to, into trouble for free motoring, rentals, mm. wives. As a landlord, you wouldn't know if you're going into trouble for free motoring. You've got brand. Oh. Uh, yeah so, yeah so and the best thing the most important thing is pick up the phone i know it's got to be in writing for the repairs but a, a, a bomb can be diffused i find with phone calls talking about it so we did say at the beginning communication is key but i also believe a lot of property managers in the industry they hide behind emails and this topic repairs is probably besides arrears, I reckon is one of the most important and it's one of the most, um, it, it can really escalate very, very nasty, be very nasty if it's not handled correctly from the smallest issue to the largest. And a lot of the time it can work in the tenant's favor if the landlord hasn't done it. So I believe tribunal do, they, yeah, that's someone's home. And whenever something's not right or livable, it's going to go in the person's favour of who's being impacted. Um, and that's generally the tenant living in the property. So I think as much as it's got to be backed up in writing, phone call, phone call, go meet them face to face, go meet the landlord at the property so they can see it, meet the tenant so they can describe what the issue is. Let's face it, you can't, it can't all be described in an email. So I think the biggest tip and the, what the best PMs do in the industry that I see is they make it very personable. They go to the property, they meet the tenants, they let them feel like they've been heard as well. And All right. place. And that's note, a wrap, dudes. That's yeah. a wrap. So, um, so garbage agents, garbage tenants, garbage landlords, we cannot forget that we are, it is a million dollars or half a million dollars yes. on asset. We cannot forget this is a home. For, uh, for people, we cannot think of good old-fashioned manners and looking after people and good old-fashioned service. You get that right, it should just flow. It's true. All righty, guys. Hope to see everyone at the Christmas party. Thank you. Christmas party tonight. See you tonight.
Cheers. Bye. Friends and family, come, come, come.